Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. Akbar Bajabiamila. Big man, come save me. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Okay, we're back. The Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. Guys, today... Akbar Baja Biamila. Akbar. Yeah. Yeah. I know, right? Yay. Yeah, Akbar is awesome. I'm so glad that he decided to be on our podcast. Wait till you hear. Now, you know he's got four kids, Megan? I did know he had four kids. And his kids are so adorable, right? I know. They're the cutest. Do you see his little girl like dancing on the Instagram? I love that. They definitely all have a lot of personality, which, I mean, makes sense because he has a lot of personality. Right, right. Akbar is a, a boss. Yeah. an awesome name. He is. And, you know, it's funny. When we're out there, like, getting a fist bump from Akbar and Matt, it's a huge part of it. We love those guys. You know, they, they love the ninjas, and it, it shows in everything they do. And we hang out with them. They're, they're really good guys. But there's a lot of things, you know, that you didn't know about Akbar. Yeah, he played in the NFL for five years. At, yeah. As a linebacker. That's awesome. And his, I think his, his brother did, too. You know, brother did as well. Crazy. Yeah, he was it's a, a talented def- family. He was a defensive end for the Oakland Raiders, and the San Diego Chargers, and the Miami Dolphins. Wow, <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of a boss. Yeah, yeah, and I mean those guys. You know, I, I mean it's a, a totally different sport. That's like a lift the car off the baby sport. You know, it's not like a ninja lightweight um, finger power. Yeah, finger yeah. power manipulating your body. Uh, across upper body obstacles it's like lower body big man ninja stuff it's pretty cool oh i have total respect for those football players man the conditioning that they do and the ability to oh. move as fast as they do with that amount of you know mass it's it's so impressive watching like a it's 250 amazing. pound man do like a front flip you know catching a ball over another 250 pound man going full speed <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's fun to watch. Yeah. No, I actually look for, um, when I'm looking to improve my training, you know what I mean, or anything like that, I'll I'll go watch videos of some of the things that they do to train. Yeah, absolutely. Because it works. It's proven. Yeah, I think football players, though they might be a little bit bigger than a lot of the people you see on the ninja course, I think that in football there's so much agility training, so I think that's to their benefit. And obviously they're all really strong, 
I think the hardest thing is just like body weight strength for them because right. that's not something they're used to. But I mean, I mean, they're super strong because they can lift and push very hard. But I think the best thing for them to do would be to practice more body weight stuff. But their agility is on like a whole nother level because you spend years as a football player. Not that I've played football, but being around football players in college and stuff like you see all of the agility stuff that they do. So they are very agile, which is helpful on the course. Megan, do you think you'd be like a good football player? Like if you were on an all female football team and you like just had to rock it against other women? Oh, for sure. But like, <laughs> actually, I do think like if I was born a dude, I think football for sure. I feel like I totally could have done it. What position would you play? Or do you know? I mean, I wouldn't be that tall still, probably. So maybe like a running back or like a cornerback or something. Because I mean, I'd ideally want to be like a wide receiver, but I would be way too short because my parents are short. So I don't think even if I was a boy, I'd be taller. <laughs> I think you'd dominate. Awesome. Well, yeah. And, and one thing that I really love about Akbar is he's like on this crusade against sugar, just like we are. It's it's really cool. You know, he's cut it out. He's done this big challenge that he's going to talk about uh, with just taking all processed sugars out of his diet. And I mean, he just he talks about a lot of really interesting things in this. All right. So before we get to the interview, just really quickly, a huge shout out to Matt Eisman. You may have heard he won the Celebrity Apprentice, winning a ton of money for Arthritis Research Foundation uh, and for charity. It's just a great thing. And our very own Travis Brewer and Nicholas Coolridge were there to help him out. Uh, it was a kind of a ninja reunion. It was pretty cool. Again, Travis Brewer and Nicholas Coolridge are on our pro team for the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. So we were really excited to see Matt take it down and get the cameos from some of the ninjas on the Celebrity Apprentice. That was pretty cool. And I want to tell you also, we've got some cool news. We have some sponsored athletes who are also coming out to the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. And I think it's time to announce a couple of things. Evan Dollard, if he can make it, unless he's uh, got to be filming for the Spartan Show, Evan Dollard will be co-hosting it, co-emceeing it with yours truly. And so I'm looking forward to tearing it up on the stage with Evan. We're going to have a lot of fun and should be good times. Evan's a, a super funny guy. And we've got a bunch of other really cool guest stars. I can tell you some of them right now. We're going to be flying out Drew Dreschel. We're going to be flying out Rose Wetzel. Yes, seriously. This is going to be awesome. We're going to be flying out Rue Yori, Ethan Swanson. Just a couple of these great guys. We're trying to get Elliot Hall to come out here. He's moved to Istanbul, so he's like out of the country, but he still wants to be a part of it. Lance Pekis, of course, we want to get him out here. Kevin Bull, you guys. Kevin Bull, we're flying out. Uh, we've got offers out to a bunch of other different ninjas, and we've got a really special guy. We've got Nathaniel Coleman, the national bouldering champion, the strongest climber right now on plastic in the nation, by a good amount. This guy is unbelievable. He's an unbelievable athlete. So we can't wait to see what he can do on the course. He's ready and raring to go. He's going to train a little bit of ninja. And although he hasn't been in it for a long time, we think that he could do great things. So we'll see what Nathaniel can do. So we've got some exciting things planned. Things are moving really well with the tour. So all our VIPs are choosing their ninjas who they want to take classes with right now. And we have Westin Hotel as a hotel partner. They've given us a ton of rooms. There's a huge discount if you're VIP. There's a 10% 
discount if you are just if you just want to stay at the Westin. And we're going to be having a pool deck party. All the ninjas are going to be staying there. It's going to be fantastic. Again, Friday night, 7 to 9, is the VIP party. It's a catered event with all the top ninjas. So if you're interested in going, bring in your little one, and you want to meet all the ninjas and hang out and get a first look, a preview at the course, well, now's your time. And the other thing is, the Positive Coaching Alliance, these guys are great. They're sending amazing messages to coaches, to athletes, to parents. And it's all about learning a love for the game and really just being a part of this atmosphere that fosters self-improvement and fosters love of the game and love of the competition and of your opponent. So really good messaging there. Check out our website, wolfpackninjatour.com. We've done a lot of upgrading. Things are brand new. There's some new videos there, some new audio, and it's a a, a lot better according to uh, most people that we've talked to. So check it out. So the other thing we wanted to tell you about today was Wolfpack Junior. This is an amazing new ebook and an amazing new club started by myself, Ian Dory, Megan Martin, Jesse Graff, Joe Moravsky, and Jeff Britton, as well as Ian Dory and Travis Brewer. This is an in- really an incredible, incredible ebook that you can download for free right now at wolfpackjunior.com. It's for kids. It's all about being the best you can possibly be being dedicated to self-improvement, becoming your own superhero. It's it's awesome. So go to wolfpackjunior.com and download your free ebook today. And after you check that out, there's all kinds of instructions for people who want to help their kids go through a training program and focus a little bit on nutrition. And then after you're done with that, check out the Wolfpack Junior Club where you can have one-on-one video chatting. You can have all kinds of interactions with the ninjas, a training program. There's levels and points, and there's a forum. It's really unbelievable. So check it out, wolfpackjunior.com. Let's get on to Akbar Bajabiamila. Okay, we're here today with Akbar Bajabiamila. Just an incredible guy, a superstar. I hold him as a friend. I want to get to know him better. He's a great guy, American Ninja Warrior announcer. Akbar, thank you so much for coming on to the Wolfpack Ninja podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, Now I feel like I'm a part of the Wolfpack now. Oh, absolutely. You are an honorary wolf, my friend. You're 37? 37, yep. Your brother, Kabir, he also played uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you started playing basketball at Crenshaw High School? Yeah, I played Yeah, I played Crenshaw High School. I started playing football my senior year in high school. Okay, are your parents first generation here from Nigeria? Born in Nigeria. They came here. My mom came here in 69, my dad in 74. I, I want to just start off right away and get right into it. Now, one of the nights on American Ninja Warrior, you took me aside and we were talking and and you were like, you were all pumped up and we were talking about, we I don't know how, we were talking about our names. Yep. And you you gave me this awesome description of what your name means because Baja Biamila, it, it's like, it's a mouthful, right? And, yeah, it is. And, and tell us a little bit, what, just share that with the world. What does your name mean? Well, the last name, Baja Biamila, first Akbar is uh, Arabic and it means great. There's a part of my middle name, Idowu, which is born after twins, since my brother and sister before me are twins. But Bajabia Miller's big man come save me. And my great-great-grandfather was a seven-foot giant uh, in the village. And so whenever people would have issues in the village, they would always go, go to him to be the mediator. So when they would ask for him, they would say, you know, big man, come and save me. It was to help them you know, to help the people who were having issues. And so anyways, that, that was it. It was big man come save me. And 
that uh, then turned from a nickname to our last name. And so that's where the uh, nickname turned into last name. And we've been carrying it ever since. And so anyone with the last name Bajabiamilla, you don't even have to ask. It's a relative. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that is a totally unique name to you, your family and your lineage. Yeah, absolutely. And so granddad was kind of like a judge in a way. He would like help figure out the you know these problems in the in i guess in a village in nigeria is that right yeah, in nigeria yeah in lagos nigeria and so yeah that, that that's exactly right so people would look to him i mean and and there's something cool that my father passed down to me and again this is from my great great grandfather um but he always told me growing up because i was always the tallest kid in class and he used to tell me that you have a great responsibility mm. tallest person in class and, and i go well i didn't understand and he was like look when people see you, you stand out. When people see you, they see you as a sign of strength. If somebody needs help, they're going to ask you. So there is this sense of responsibility. And I never forgot that. And I carried myself a, a, a certain way because that was something my father instilled in me. And you could only imagine being seven feet, so many people depending, not to mention yeah. your grandfather had the sense and the ability to mediate. And I, I feel like there's a connection there that some of that was passed down on me because I think to be uh, a Bajabia Miller in the sense of what it means, big man, come save me. You, you kind of have to be empathetic. You have to be able to see it from both sides. You have to kind of, you know, be fair in the middle. You have to be firm and fair. And I think my father was like that. He raised all seven of us. I have six siblings and my father was firm and fair. I mean, he disciplined us very, very uh, hard, but uh, it was needed. And so, yeah, and I think that's how my great I, I can only imagine that's how my great great grandfather was. He Look, I'm going to tell you how it is, but I'm going to tell you with love. Well, I think it's safe to say that strength runs in your family, and it's 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 great. But I, I want to let every all the listeners know that it's more than just something you know uh, that you're saying and you're talking about. I remember not too long ago, and it it wasn't played up a ton. It was in the news for like a half a day, and it would have been very easy to miss. But you like in your car chased down these bad guys yeah and like t tell us that story because i want to hear it firsthand that was that was awesome well i was actually on my way to it was his last season um i was on my way to set for the san pedro military edition for american ninja warrior and i'm actually running a little behind and so i'm trying to get out of there and get to the freeway you know la traffic it's difficult all of a sudden, right in front of me, I see a car hit a uh, an officer on the bike, and it became a hit and run. I mean, the person holy cow, blink, and the officer went flying off of the bike, and I was like, I was thrown off by this. I said, "What?" I mean, it looked like a movie. I had never seen anything like that. And so the first thing I did, just instinctively, I parked my car in the middle of the street to protect in, uh, any of the oncoming traffic, right, so he right. could get hit. Or somebody hit the bike and then it hit him and added further damage. And so I got out the car. I checked on him. I said, are you okay? He was like, yeah. Well, in my hybrid, um, I have a Ford Fusion. I'm like trying to go as fast as I can to push this thing um, to go catch up with the person. I said, do you want me to go get him? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get him. And so I'm driving. And by the time I get to like the third or fourth major intersection, I see this car hiding in front of a big bus. So I turn right in the middle of the intersection uh, that was probably the one cool part about it because uh, my car did the whole and I, you know, <laughs> for a hot second. But I realized, OK, well, this is a dangerous pursuit. And once the person made me out that I was pursuing them, 
they started to go at a, I mean, higher speed. Uh, and so I'm already pushing 89, uh, 90 miles an hour on a, you know, on a, on a major street. Right. And at that point I just had the wherewithal to pull out my phone and I just started taking pictures because once we got into the residential area and that person started smashing a hundred miles an hour down the residential, oh. I'm like, man, he's going to let a kid pop out here and this is over. So I peeled off, looked at my phone and realized that I got the license plate. That's all I needed. Uh, went back to the crime scene or not the crime scene, but the hit and run scene. And that's where I was able to kind of give over the, the license plate. And that was that. <laughs> oh my God. That was incredible. So did you get follow up? Was the guy, he was apprehended. Yeah, so officer, the officer now, he and I uh, actually were supposed to be going out to lunch soon. I met his daughter. I met his wife. And, you know, not knowing at the time, but I just realized that that's somebody's son. Perhaps that's somebody's father. Right. And, you know, it, it bothered me, too, because, you know, we live in a world now in the climate where, you know, perhaps, you know, the, the, the officers and the cops and the, the public, you know, maybe not have the best relationship. But I'm like, man, this is a man. This is a person who risked his life to protect us. Absolutely. Talk about big man, come save me. First thing we do when there's an emergency, we call 911. And so I, I don't forget that. But I did it more so because just the just humanity. I mean, just you see somebody out there laying defenseless. And I just thought, man, this guy's in trouble. And no one stopped to, you know, to check on him. It's like people just mind their own business. I'm like, how do you mind your own business when there's a man down? Yeah, it is our business when our fellow man is down. Yeah, period. Regardless of wearing, you know, a, a uniform or not. Absolutely. Well, Akbar, I mean, it was beautiful. I think it just goes to show how you're carrying your family name with pride and you're doing it justice. So I think that's beautiful. Let's switch gears and hop right back into American Ninja Warrior because that's been such a big part of both of our lives. It's been fun. Yeah. Tell us just overall, what, what's been your experience? I mean, you, you're this larger-than-life announcer. It's, it's got to be a ton of fun up there. It is. It is a lot of fun. And I think a lot. what a lot of people don't realize, so many people say, hey, is that manufactured excitement? up there and I'm like, actually, it's not. Um, there's a genuine love and passion. Um, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was nowhere near the biggest name football player to play in the NFL. And I was very much a blue collar guy, a guy that had to work for everything that I got just to get to the NFL. And so when I look at a lot of the stories, there are a lot of underdogs and I relate to the underdogs. And so I'm always champion. I'm naturally excited for other people when um, when they're victorious and when they're going out there and just sometimes being victorious on American Ninja Warrior is not just, you know, hitting all the buzzers. Sometimes it's just stepping out there after coming back from cancer or, you know, maybe you have one leg or whatever it may be. Right. Whatever right. circumstances, sometimes that's the victory in itself. And so when I see that, I'm like, I love to coach people and teach people and, and root for people. And I, I feel like that role for me has really grown on American Ninja Warrior because it's really closer to who I am. It's And so when I see you out there, I see any of the guys out there, the, the female competitors, it's just like, you know, I think back to Casey Cadenzaro and Megan Martin. And, you know, I think about their success that they've had, Jesse Graff. And I'm like, man, can you imagine how many people just thought because they were they were female competitors that they didn't have a chance? And so, yeah, I'm going to lose my money. And yeah, I say some crazy things. You know, when the runs are going, but that's just because it's genuine. There's no filter when it comes to American Enjoyer. I just want people to know how much I love what I'm watching. 
Well, it comes out. It's obvious, you know. I mean, you're jumping up and down half the times, and uh, <laughs> and the excitement is infectious. And I think that's what people love, you know. So you and Matt make a great combo out there, and it, we really love having y'all. We almost wish, you know, when we're out there running, we're like, man, we could barely hear them, you know, because you guys, we want it on like big megaphones, you know. Right. We we want to be hearing it or like have like a little earpiece and have you guys cheering us on. It, but it's great getting to the top of the warp wall and pointing over at you and having, right. having the back and forth. You know, that's like a really special kind of moment. It's really cool. And so, you know, you've been come to be known for, in your excitement, coming out with these awesome Akbarisms, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and now this is like a hashtag. This is like a thing, right? This is right, Akbarisms. Is. And I love it. I love them. And, uh, you know, we'll try and provide some examples on, on our website. But it's really cool because actually – you know, I think that there's a lot of creativity. I mean, you're like up there, you're thinking on the fly and you're busting out with these things. And like, and like, I, I get them. Like I start laughing. I think they're great. How, where do you come up with this stuff? You, you know what? I, I would say that, um, a lot of it comes from just the many, many years of playing sports and having coaches motivate me and like up there, I feel like that's what I'm doing. I, I want to motivate. I mean, yeah. I mean, very rarely am I ever talking down on a person. No, yeah. No, it's all very positive. Yeah, and so it's just for me, it's just like just trying to motivate them. I was like, and this is what I would think in the moment or sometimes it's just what's in front of me. And so that's what I rely on. The, the biggest tool for the Akbarism is just to trust what's in front of you. Uh, trust your heart. Uh, so if I see somebody doing something, something witty just comes to my head or something a coach told me a long time ago may come to my head and it just comes out in my own way. And, uh, and it, it always just seems to kind of fit. But I have to I have to really thank, you know, the Twitter handle um, <laughs> yeah. Akbarism for capturing those. I didn't know it was a thing because I yeah. it just comes out. And half the time when I'm reading some of the Akbarism, I don't know that I said that. You're I, like, I, wait a second. I genuinely don't know that I said that. I'm like, hold on. Did I say that or are you making that up? Like, no, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's awesome, man. I, you you got I mean, you got to. Keep going with the Akbarisms. They're working. They, I yeah, think. You know, I mean, it's three o'clock in the morning. I think that's the other secret. Is, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm really speaking under the influence of fatigue. Uh, right. After about eleven thirty, all of the professionalism goes right out, and you know, big words and all that stuff just goes right out the door. I can't think anymore. And now I'm, just, I'm really true to my heart. Yeah, no, it happens to all of us. I mean. I wish I could say I was, uh, you know, on point as an ER doc in the middle of the night, but it's hard. I mean, and yeah. we're working in the middle of the night here. You're obviously in love with American Ninja Warrior. You you are a great announcer. Do you get a chance to tackle the obstacles at all? Have you done the warp wall? I, I tried in Houston a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, I tried in Houston, and I got to the third obstacle before the uh, NBC execs and the producers, Kent and all those guys. No, 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 no. You can't do it. You're going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anybody. I read in my contract that I couldn't do it, but I kind of said that I didn't know. Right. So, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, that's in my contract? Oh, I, oh, I, didn't, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> but I had to because the athlete inside of me, I'm still very active. You know? Oh, you dumb. I, you'd look, I bet you'd do great on the course. You know, just yesterday I, I raced my son because he's still – he's 15 now playing football and he, he thinks he's – you know, he's gone through some training. Oh, yeah. And uh, I beat him. Now, he's gotten a lot faster since the last time we raced. And I go, oh, boy, I better get my A game together or this is good. Because I told him he wouldn't be able to beat me until at least 
I was 50 or 55 years old. <laughs> the old man still got it. Yeah, all right. Many people don't know I was pretty fast for a big guy. I mean, I ran a four five nine in a forty yard dash. Wow. At 6'6", 260 pounds, which that's a lot of weight to carry and moving at that yeah, speed. That's a lot of meat. Yeah. So <laughs> I pride myself in just kind of having that, and so I'm like, man, he's catching me, and I don't want him to be because I told him, I was like it's going to be a long time. I said hell's going to freeze over before I let you beat me in a race. Right. So, right. Yeah. We've raced. 400, 140. Wow. Well, well, look, I mean, you're a family man. You got four kids. Yep. And you obviously love your family. You're always posting, you know, great stuff. I love the Instagram post with the with your kids dancing. Oh. That, <laughs> yeah. that is so cute. And, you know, my boy is on. He just turned five, and he, he dances. He gets his groove on it. I, I love it. You know, see them naturally just do their thing. And, and your kids got moves, you know. Yeah, yeah, especially my little daughter. My, the, 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 I have twins, and yep. the twins, they do their thing. I don't know what it is, but they're doing it. <laughs> Well, they just get it. Well, so now this is directly from Megan, and Megan wants to know about your kids and about what you do as a father and what you're thinking raising your kids to to be little ninjas, but to be good people. Well, I, I always try to you know preach to them um, just you know what it means to be an ambassador, not only for your family but for Jesus Christ. You know, to make sure that you treat people with with love, uh, despite our differences. And yes. I tell them that too. That's like this, you know, in the world that we live in. There are going to be people who are going to persecute you for your beliefs. There are going to be people who are going to try to preach hate. And, and I was like, we don't we don't take part in that. Um, and even if somebody doesn't like you because of what your belief is or people don't like you because of your skin color or your hair or, you know, your size, like my kids are going to be taller kids. I'm like, we don't ever stoop to that level. And so I just try to teach right. them to love people. Uh, I've got a, a daughter who has a special heart for homeless people. So will go out and I'm proud of her because she was six years old, five years old. I took her out to Skid Row and I mean, wasn't afraid. I was like, and it teaches me too. I mean, sometimes we can judge people based on their appearance or their condition and we're passing out, um, you know, donuts uh, to the people out in Skid Row. And she's like, she'll ask them, can we do it again? Or she'll have some, something awesome. We just recently passed out McDonald cards uh, to um, homeless people. Whenever she sees a homeless person, she'll say, "Hey, can we do something for them? Can we bring them to our house? And can we do whatever?" And oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget the day. So th- those are things that I try to instill in my kids. Is like, it, it, you know, the world is more than just you. You know, um, yeah. there's a lot of us, and we have very little time. So let's make a great impact rather than just extracting everything we can. Absolutely. And that kind of segues in, into my next question. And, and I think you're kind of the perfect guy to answer this. Kids out there who want to be ninjas, who want to be professional football players, who just want to be the superheroes that they see in you and, and, and around. What advice do you have for the kids out there to follow their dreams? I would tell them, get up, look up, and don't ever give up. And that's important because, you know, I think the first part as far as chasing your dreams or getting active is that you have to make the the initiative. You have to take the initiative to get up and start doing something. And then you have to have a goal. When I say look up, that means look up, set a goal. Where is it that you want to go? Where is your destination? Nowadays, we don't get in a car without punching in our destination into our navigation system. Same thing in life. Do the same thing. And then once you get there, uh, never give up because – as you know, as I think for myself as well, is that, you know, once you reach that destination, that's probably the easiest part. It's staying there or getting better, like to, to be able to maintain that. That's where, you know, that's where the hard work is. So and that's why I always try to tell my kids. I mean, if you look at my kids, I'll tell them those same things. 
get up, look up, and don't ever give up. And they'll know that right off the top because I want them to realize, you know, that's the most important things. It's very easy now to, to give up. You get distracted by technology and social media and you can be, become very complacent. So uh, that that's my, my word of wisdom right there, words of wisdom right there. That is that is amazing advice. Kids out there listening, take that advice and and do that and and become your own superhero. It's 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 not as hard as you think. It just you got to keep your nose to the grindstone and just listen to Akbar. Yeah, dude, good job with your sugar detox. It's so awesome following that. I mean, you you've got so many people who look up to you, and you've got a real amazing position where you're making an impact. So I love what you're doing and. And it's just cool to see you go through it, and you've lost some weight and stuff. And yeah, man, unintentionally though, I'm, I'm not trying to. I know. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, it's been pretty cool though. Uh, it was challenging, but now I feel like I'm on the go. Actually, look, I just got my that, my breakfast done here. Look at that. Oh, kiwi, kiwi, a little kiwi in there, some blueberries, some mango, grapes. That, that's my new sugar fix. So. Oh, totally. It's so good, and it's you know, I mean, it's plenty sweet. And the thing is, you know, I don't know how much you've looked into it, but you know, the fiber in there is what slows down the absorption of the sugar Mm -hmm. and it changes the glycemic index and that's why your body doesn't spike the insulin and it doesn't cause you to store fat and that's the problem that kids across the country that that americans in general have i mean like 70 percent of our adults are overweight or obese i mean it's 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 ridiculous i mean wherever i go now i'm like i'm very in tune to it and the next thing is for me to get you know my wife on board with just not like not with a kid like because our kids are addicted to sugar and before I could fly the kids, I realized I'm addicted. And I was like, everything we do totally. is around sugar. So birthdays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, Easter, all the celebration, major celebration, graduation, everything is around sugar. You know, and I, I didn't realize I was doing that to my own kids. And I'm still, no, I'm still doing it. Not now, but since I've been going through this process, I'm like, oh, you did good. All right, I'm going to take you to go get some ice cream. You know, sugar. Here's your reward. <laughs> yeah, here's your reward. Here's crack. Yeah. And yeah. and you've seen, you know, I'm not sure if you saw that movie Fed Up, Katie Couric. If you haven't, you should. It's awesome. But, yeah, you got to see it, dude. Fed Up. It's on Netflix, Katie Couric. It basically goes into detail about how sugar is they, – they take lab rats and they do, scan, you know, PET scans of people's brains, MRIs, active MRIs. And it lights up the same area of the brain as cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. And and when they uh, – lab rats, when they gave them sugar-infused water versus cocaine-infused water, they preferred the sugar water over the cocaine water. That's crazy. Man. I, yeah. It's scary. I'm like a documentary junkie anyway. But interesting enough is it realized – going through this process made me realize how I judged people like Whitney Houston, who I absolutely mm. loved and adore. She is a, a national treasure. Yeah. So, when you talk about her voice and her ability to sing. But, of course, you know, she lost her battle because of the demons of of dealing with uh, drugs and cocaine and whatever. And I just started thinking, I was like, you know what? We all have this form of addiction and how hard it is to break the addiction. Like, let me tell you something. When I tell you when I was being hounded by the sugar ghost after like day six or seven, I mean, it came after me. So once I got through the uh, willpower, then cravings kicked in. And then it was just... It, it was it was crazy. I you mean, you go through a withdrawal. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's incredible, man. And uh, you know, it would be, and the food industry puts sugar in ketchup. It puts sugar in everything. It's. it's when I go to the store now. Yeah. 
in. I'm like, okay, I like this. Sugar, uh, maltodextrin, uh, this, um, agave this. And in the process, so agave nectar, like, you know, like I didn't realize how much, because I th- would throw agave in everything. Right. So did this whole thing. I was like, oh, I don't do that. I use agave nectar. Yeah. <laughs> I might as well have been putting white sugar all up in my thing. But the process that they take agave nectar to makes it just as poisonous as all the other stuff. It's and, incredible. Yeah. So anyways, I, I just I, I just realized that, you know, I can live a life without. So after my 60 days, I'm like, oh, OK, 60 days. I've done 60 days clean. I'm going back to it. My my plan is to quit and change my lifestyle. So but I have to recognize my 60 days. And then from there, I'm making the decision to move towards a no processed sugar lifestyle. Man, this is beautiful. Now, a lot of people, you know, look up to you and uh, man, Akbar is just this, this great character, this great guy. You're kind of like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, honestly, a younger <laughs> Arnold, dude. No, it's awesome. And, and so it's really cool to see you doing this. And your experience has been uh, really helpful watching it over the social media. You've been sharing it. I mean, is it, do you think it's something that you want to do to kind of make an impact and tell, help tell other people that they should maybe try and get off the processed sugar? Yeah, I, I do. I, and, you know, one of uh, the guys who actually I mentored coming, um, he was coming into a league, his brother Santana Moss, he's Sonoris Moss. He was out and he saw this on social media. He's like, man, this is great. And I need to post more frequently so people know the struggles. And I try to do as much as I can with four kids. But this is something I want to impact people's lives because it's like, whoa, we're being fed a drug and not even we're not even aware of it. Most people can't even identify that they're addicted to sugar. Like I didn't know that I was addicted to sugar until I watched Sugarcoated, this documentary on Netflix. Okay. And it blew my mind. I go, oh my goodness, especially when you looked at how the sugar company put so much money into their PR campaign. You know, you hear people say, oh, everything in moderation. Oh, just a little bit. Well, I don't want just a little bit because even with a little bit, that keeps you going. It keeps you wanting more. It keeps your mind saying, "Oh, I just had." That's like saying, "That's just ex- essentially saying, I just want a little bit of crack. I don't want to. I don't want to snort a, <laughs> yeah. a, a cocaine. Yeah. I just want, just want a, just a little. You know, just a little. I'll have the organic crack. Yeah, I'll have the organic. <laughs> there you go. I have organic, pure cocaine. That's why I don't mess with that other stuff. I just want pure. Yeah. No, it's all messed up. So yeah, you know that, that that's why I just want to bring awareness. I think sometimes people just don't know. And once it seeps in their mind and it starts to register in the thalamus, perhaps then it will become more conscious. People make conscious decisions to eat things and then maybe hopefully put pressure ultimately on the uh, food industry to give us healthier, healthier alternatives is what people need, especially for like I think about my wife. And we've had this argument and that's the thing, too, and it's family was a family man. My wife is on the go and we got to get she's got to get the four kids. Sometimes I'm off on the road and she's got to get four kids ready for go to school and this and that. And, and these ones are fighting. This one. And now you got to have to do their hair. And, and then all of a sudden you want me to sit down and make a healthy breakfast. Well, how do I do that? So it's easier to go here. Here's a bar. Here's a bar. Here's a bar. Let's go. Right. So sugar, 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 sugar. Let's go. Like my kids like, I don't want that. I want cereal. I'm like, man, like our kids are crying for crack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, in my career even there was never diabetes in kids, and now there's starting to be diabetes, type two diabetes in kids, and just just seeing kids overweight 
or obese, that's not the natural state, you know, and a lot of that is sugar causing, forcing their bodies to biochemically store the fat. And so it, it's a real problem. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because so many people you'll hear, and it's so hard because we live in a politically correct society. Right. Like you can't even say the term fat kid. Most people will make the excuses of saying, oh, well, it runs in our family and oh, it's hereditary. And right. Like, hold on. Like, what? Like, I get it. There are kids who come out different sizes. I mean, I, had a, I was a nine pound, 11 ounce baby. You know? And here's one thing many people don't know about me is that um, growing up in a Nigerian household, both my mom and dad came to this country from Nigeria. We, I grew up eating traditional Nigerian food. Now, yeah, I had some Western food, but I'd say 70% of the things that I ate was Nigerian food. Morning, lunch, dinner. Well, maybe not lunch, but definitely dinner for sure. Uh, and the, the, I mean, we had gari for breakfast. People were like, what is gari? It's uh, like cassava, grounded up cassavas. Uh, we would eat uh, egusi soup uh, and yams and those kind of things. So we didn't have all of this other stuff. And you know, you look at some of the other countries who haven't been contaminated with the Western eating style, uh, and you realize how much healthier. And you know, for me, my health. I mean, my health is is very very important to me, especially when I start having you know some difficulties with my health. I started looking like what's going on. Like I work out every day. Former NFL player, I still love hitting the weights, and I still love getting on the treadmill now because a little arthritic knee there. But <laughs> totally, whatever I can. Uh, to stay healthy, but yet I still find myself still putting on weight. I still find myself with my blood pressure not regulated. I said, what, hold on, what am I missing here? And when I saw this document, you got to see this if you haven't seen it. Yeah, sugar-coated. And, yeah, sugar-coated. A direct link between uh, uh, diabetes and sugar and then diabetes and high blood pressure. I said, all right. But no no doctors will tell you that, though, Doc. Nobody will tell you that. Everybody well, there's not enough research. And it's like, there's never enough research. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to spread the word. I, I know it. I know it. So, Akbar, we follow you. Everybody follows you. How do people follow you on your social medias? What are what are your socials where they can find you? Okay, you can find me on um, Twitter and Instagram. It's Akbar, A-K-B-A-R underscore G-B-A-J-A. I'm also on Snapchat. But I haven't been doing a lot of Snapchatting. I'm still trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah. And, and then Facebook as well is just Akbar Baja. Uh, that's just all one, A-K-B-A-R-G-B-A-J-A. Well, Akbar, we are going to be seeing you in Team Ninja Warrior just in a little bit here. Yeah, yeah and I got to get the, my throat ready. My goodness, <laughs> Team Ninja Warrior is intense on the vocals, man, because there's a lot of – you can't even really sit – Team Ninja Warrior, you can't even say anything because it's like, oh, ah, no, <laughs> it's amazing. We can hardly catch our breath. It's all right. I can't. I, yeah, we can't. That's a great point. I'm going to say that too. <laughs> they can't catch their breath. We can't catch a word. We can't even get a, a full sentence in because it's constantly changing. Well, and last year, most of the ninjas, you know, we just went into it open minded, but not a lot of training because we didn't know what to expect. This year, we're all training. We're all sprinting. It's going to be on fire this it's, year. It's a different pace than American Ninja Warrior because you definitely have to be in shape for it. But it was great. I, I, it was great. I mean, I, that Team Ninja Warrior now, let me tell you something. That's action-packed right there. It's amazing. I know. It's, it's unbelievable. we got to get that out in front of everybody. Everybody's going to love that. Yeah. It's, it, it's amazing. Well, Akbar, we love you. You're an honorary Wolfpack member. Keep going. The, the good fight on the sugar. It's been great having you. You're a great guy. Thank you so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja podcast. 
I appreciate you for having me. And if I ever dislocate my shoulder, I just want to make sure that you're there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Oh, that was a good time. Thank you so much, Akbar. You're awesome. All right. Thank you. Great interview. Before we jump into it, let's get a quick word from our sponsors. Okay, that was incredible. Did you hear his story about chasing that guy down and helping that police officer? Seriously, what was up with that? I mean, it doesn't really surprise me that Akbar would, like, see something happen and try to make sure everyone was okay and, like, do the right thing. I think that, like, totally fits with his personality. I think he is very kind-hearted and really cares about people. I think it's awesome that he was, like, the civilian going after the ne'er-do-well, like, person, you know, and he actually was able to catch the person. And Right. I don't know. I mean, maybe he could be a part-time cop. Who knows? <laughs> well, you know, his – and like he said, his name is – it means big man come save me. So that's kind of funny too, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to like go with what your name means. So <laughs> glad he's always trying to do that. What does Megan Martin mean? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Probably I'll... something like does really well in stressful situation and situations and can like work off of no sleep. <laughs> and puts herself into stressful situations frequently. Correct. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. Akbar is amazing. And I think we have to start in right away on the Akbarisms because they're so amazing. <laughs> So I should note now before we get into these Akbarisms that there is an amazing Twitter handle and this is where we got most of these from. I think most of the ANW fans are following this. If you're not, you need to. It's at ANW Akbarism. A-K-B-A-R-I-S-M. ANW Akbarism. It's amazing. So follow them and check these out. I want to read a couple. Obviously, we have some favorites. Here's some that are really good. He's going to have some Samson strength here on the ultimate cliffhanger. Guess who he's talking about? Was it Samson? No, no. Uh, Ultimate cliffhanger. Samson strength, the hair. Oh, uh, Daniel Gill. Daniel Daniel. Gill. Nice, right. (laughs) Yeah. If you pick in locks, you better get out of there before the cops get there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one. I have no idea where that is from. (laughs) He knows exactly how to pick a lock here. Drew, 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 can't wait to see what you do next year. <laughs> That's a good one. This curved body trap will test the spine of any ninja. There's there's so many good ones. I mean, it's just ridiculous. No, I really appreciate that he speaks, you know, what he sees from the heart. I mean, I relate to that being a rock climber, and I see my friend trying as hard as possible on a climb, and, you know, certain things come out. Sometimes it's in different languages. Like I think it was you, Brian. You were you were on the body prop, I think, in uh, Kansas City, and I was screaming, "I'm worth it! I'm worth it!" Which means to the death. <laughs> and somebody came up to me, and they were like, "Why are you saying that?" But to me, that's I'm trying to tell Brian to go as hard as possible and push himself to that next level. Yeah, emotions are pretty high, and you're wanting to cheer people on, and it's it's good that we have someone creative out there. You know, instead of being very boring, it's hard to do what they do. It's super hard to sit there and, and be on at that early in the morning. And you be know, witty. Yeah, yeah, and be witty. Yeah, it's, and like he said, you know, it's coming from the heart, and it's the middle of the night. And I think he said all professional is all the big words go out the window yeah. at like 11, and now it's like 3 a.m., and you're getting real honest-to-goodness <laughs> flow. Opinions. It's, it's pretty awesome, and... 
you know, and, and it's the same with the ninjas. I think that's why we get so many tremendous performances out there because you kind of bear it all, you know? I, I think a lot of us ninjas really like um, Akbar because you can tell he's rooting for us. He, he'll come back and he'll come back and talk to us and, you know, give us high fives, tell us great job. Come on, you guys can do this. And he'll encourage us. And we all know that he's really rooting for us. He wants to see one of us win a million dollars. I think Akbar, man, he wants to be out there. I can tell, you know. And, and it's funny how he talked about getting out on the course and they came and stopped him. And they were like, no, 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 don't. don't do it. But he says, you know, he still has the athlete in him. And so part of him is seeing all this stuff get done. And, you know, he's like a big, strong dude who is a professional NFL player. And he's like, yeah, I can do that. And he talks to his NFL boys and they're like, yeah, man, we that it looks so much fun. And so I think he's he's having fun doing what he's doing and he also gets to, you know, participate a little bit, but I think he really wants to be out there and so he can feel the camaraderie with the ninjas and it's like he's a big part of the sport. And I mean, so is Matt for that uh for that matter. They're a great team. I wonder if they would let him come compete at the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. That would be amazing. <laughs> That's true. Well, Akbar, that yeah. <laughs> Akbar, Matt, Guys, come out for the Wolfpack Ninja Tour, April 29th and 30th at Magnus Arena. Come and compete in the amateur division, boys. We're, we uh, we challenge you. The Wolfpack is throwing down the gauntlet. We are inviting. Oh my gosh, I would love to race. I would love to race him. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, and our course is not going to be upper body as upper body intensive. It's going to be a speed course. We're mm-hmm. going to have ninjas racing side by side, double elimination. This is going to be really exciting. There's going to be a leaderboard. Just about anybody can get into this tour. You guys, anybody who wanted to do Ninja Warrior ever, come out. Show us what you got at the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. Yeah, we're even going to have some adaptive athletes out there. I just wanted to give a shout out to Akbar Abajabilamila. Did I say that right? I just wanted to say it. Yeah, I think it's good. (laughs) Keep doing what you're doing. We love you. All the ninjas love you here. Yeah, much love. Keep... uh... Keep coming up with those Akbarisms. I can't wait to hear the next one. Yeah, Akbar, you rock, man. Uh, we we love you. you. Guys, want to do some tips? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I'll I'll do the first tip today. I mean, obviously, Akbar talked a lot about sugar. Uh, I just want to really reiterate and and get out there to all the parents, guys. Take the soda pop out of the house. Soda is horrible, horrible, horrible. It's like cigarettes were thirty years ago. I mean, it's like being found to be this really bad chemical laced. Sugar water. Get it out of the house. Juices. Okay, I give my kids some juice every now and then. We all do. We like to water it down in our household. And make sure if you're giving juice that there's fiber with it in some sort. So, you know, something that has fiber in it. If if uh, if your kid is eating a salad or beans or something healthy that has fiber in it. There's a lot of ways to do that. So that's my tip is just to remind you to cut out the sugar as much as possible. No, I just want to add on to that. Parents... Lead by example. Akbar talked about how he, as a father, is going to be cutting the sugar out and try to make the family healthier by leading by example and then getting his family off the sugar by first doing it himself. So I love that. If you can stand up, decide to make a change, get out there and do it. Do it for your family, do it for yourself, get healthier. All right, I'm going to talk about doing some gymnastic exercises. Some of the best athletes that I've ever witnessed are gymnasts. And one of the reasons that they're so strong, a lot of the males, they do the the ring exercises. And I actually just recently got a set of rings and I've been doing them. And after just a few weeks, 
I can feel, I feel a little, I feel like I'm gaining a little bit of control actually on these things. So when you first start working out on these rings and you've never done it before, you're going to have like all these, you're going to be doing these movements and you're not going to be able to have the control that you would think you would be able to have. And it's so interesting. If Just go out and try it. If you've never tried it, you'll understand immediately what I'm talking about. Um, so if you guys want to change something up and just, you know, work on something new, try doing some gymnastic ring exercises. The tip for today is to always remember that fruit is actually nature's dessert. So if you want to slim down a little bit, just cut out the processed sugar, go to strawberries, blueberries, all of these things are so sweet and they'll actually satisfy your sweet craving. Okay. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja podcast. I'm your host, the Ninja Doc Noah Kaufman. And this has been a great episode. Akbar is absolutely an amazing guy. We love him. We can't wait to see him again. For everybody who's tuned in and for who's been with us for a while, you know we've been talking about Chris Sharma. The next podcast is going to be Chris Sharma, the Chris Sharma interview. Uh, so tell all your climber buddies. This is going to be one to take note of, one to listen to. It's really quite an awesome uh, podcast that we did with him. That will be in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. And for the rest of the Wolfpack, Megan, Ian, Brian, I am Noah Kaufman, and we will catch you next time on the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. What's up, man? Akbar, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing <laughs> man, you are a busy guy. Thanks for fitting this in. Uh, no worries, brother. Uh, just got to figure out how to turn this camera on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got to get mine here. Oh, camera. Uh, oh, there we go. Hey. Okay. Good. What's up, brother? Hey, man. Good to see you, dude. Good to see you, too, man. So we're here today with Akbar Gabajabiamila. Is that how you pronounce it? Baja Biamila. Baja Biamila. Mm-hmm. And, okay, we're here today with Akbar Gabaja Biamila, an amazing okay. guy. Don't look at the G. Don't look at the G. Baja Biamila. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. That's what you. That's what you said. Oh, that's great. I love it. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.